Hello, and welcome to the Doing Good Podcast, where LaDawn shares her passion for God, serving others, and her interest in helping the next generation. She talks with us about Cray Family and Youth Services in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, where she recently began volunteering as a mentor to a local teenager. Hi, LaDawn. We're so glad to have you as our featured volunteer on today's episode of the Doing Good Podcast. Thank you for being here today. You're welcome. Nice to be here. Great. Well, I'm excited to get to share a little bit about you with the world today because I am aware of you as a business person and also as a volunteer. So would you give the listeners today a brief description of who you are as a person, um, where you live, and a little bit about you, and then we'll get into your volunteerism. My name is LaDawn. I live in Pennsylvania. I am a parent of a dog currently, a little Boston Terrier. Great. We, we take walks. His favorite activity is sleeping. I have my own business based in my home office, and I help people save money on utility bills. Now, how cool is that? And I have to ask your dog, what is his name? Ace. And he has blue eyes like a husky. Oh, how pretty. Well, we are so happy to get to celebrate you and your volunteerism today. Thank you for participating. If you could also briefly explain what you do as a volunteer for the two places you volunteer. One is your church and the other is named Cray. So if you can explain what you do as a volunteer for both. What I do for church currently is I volunteer um, at the one campus once a month because we have five locations, uh, whatever they need me to do. It might be greeting people as they go into the service. It might be directing people, just whatever they ask me to do. Uh, I've committed to do that for one year. And at the end of this year, that will be done. And then I'll see if maybe I am called to do something elsewhere. At church, um, three years in a row, we've done Serve Day. It is coming up in late July this year. Um, the first one I did was with a single mom. And then last year, it was a big outside event, but it was it had been hot all week and it was like 60 degrees and it blew and it poured down rain all day. It was challenging. Mm. <laughs> so for those of us who have not experienced or don't know about a Serve Day or that it might be called something different where we live... Would you explain what that looks like to, I'll say, anyone who may experience it with his or her place of worship? It's how we serve being the hands and feet of Jesus, the local communities. It can be serving food. It can be taking cookies to firemen and policemen. It can be helping a single mom if she maybe needs maintenance done around her home. Or one year I helped a single mom and some other people organize toys and put shelves in. There's projects for everyone that wants to be involved. Last year, it was a big outside event. Um, I helped serve food to the people that were attending and also the staff. This year, uh, I do not yet know what my project will be this year. That sounds very cool um, and very family-friendly, of course. But um, the church is behind the momentum of its congregants getting together and making a difference in the community that day. Yes, someone will become aware of a need or they'll submit a project or you can sign up to lead a project. But if you sign up to lead it, you are responsible for that project start to finish. For sure. So you're essentially helping out with your church. Will you describe it a little bit? Is it small, medium, or large, would you say? 
I have a large church. We have five locations. Wow. And so you signed up to help for a year any way they need to the day of. I'm on what they call the dream team. I usually attend the main campus. I do go to one of the other campuses, which is close to me once a month. And I do whatever they ask me to do. It might be greet people as they go into the service. It might be hand them stuff for communion. It depends on whatever they need me to do. And then you also volunteer through Serve Day. And then you also volunteer with Cray. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and what you- Let's go back to the church for a minute because I led one small group and I'm about to start a new one. Those are what I have done at the church so far. And tell me more about this small group and what it is and what it will be. The last small group I did, it was about the importance of the words we speak and what the Bible has to say about right words. It was an in-person group. There was four or five people that attended. The last group I put online before this one, nobody signed up. And then it was like, well, I'm being prodded to put this one out there. And so far, there's a couple of people signed up. It's going to, we're going to talk about how our faith relates to our business and what the Bible has to say about that and how we as Christian or faith business owners can be a light in this world through business doing what we what we believe we're called to do the way God wants us to do it in this world, whatever that looks like. And sometimes it's quite challenging to know, given the world we live in. Right. And your small group it, through the church is a way for, I'll say, like-minded people to be able to get together, discuss, figure it out. Yes. yes. And know that, you know what, you're not the only one trying to figure it out. So if you don't totally have it all together in that area, it's okay. Great. I also understand that you volunteer for Cray. Can you tell us a little bit about it and what you do for Cray? Cray is um, Youth and Family Services. They have various programs for kids of various ages. They have a school. They have a couple of mentoring programs. And I mentor currently a young lady, uh, early teens. And that is quite challenging. But how cool that you do this. I love the idea of it. Oh, goodness. The fact that you said she's how old? 13? She's 14, soon to be 15. Very exciting. Okay. So then how did you get started volunteering with Cray? Why really do you keep going back to it? The executive director of Cray is a member of a business networking group I'm in. Um, A while back, I heard them talk about Cray has these two mentoring programs and they needed volunteers. And they said, well, you know what? I figure, well, if I'm talking about volunteers, maybe I need to do this. So they explained that they had started, they had to go through the whole, you know, process, not because they didn't get special treatment just because they were the director. They signed up to work with a young man in one of the two programs. And then it just kind of got me thinking, well, God, do you want me to do this? And you know, I didn't jump right into it because I wanted to be sure that's what I was to do. And then I put in the application and then we went through the whole. So after a few weeks last year, I was matched with a young lady and COVID has made it quite challenging to get together, find things to do, but that's loosening up somewhat. Now, what do you mean by that? What do you do with her? You said you're a mentor. Is it that you meet and talk and maybe do something fun as a way for you to get to talk with her more? Yes, yes, and yes. But I want to be this positive spiritual influence in her life, whatever that looks like for her, because I I don't want to say too much, but as far as I know, I mean, I know they don't currently attend church, but I also know she probably could use a positive friend. We're working on it. Let's just say it's challenging. Sure. 
Well, my goodness, it's. I think it'd be a challenge to be a mentor for anyone at any age, much less a teenager. <laughs> well, so, I'm kind of new at this, and I didn't think that I was being called to like a young child. I mean, last year, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with Samaritan's Purse, where in the fall they send out boxes to kids. We had a box last year, and in the early fall, we went to a couple of stores, and from a list, we put that together. That was a small service project that we could actually do at the time with everything going on. But volunteering has been challenging also with everything the way it has been. Mm -hmm. It has been. So what have you found that works for you with this remote, I'll say virtual world that we're living in? Were you able to just talk with her on the phone, for example? No, we've never spoken on the phone. It's, It's always in person. January and February, I literally picked her up after church, after I was done with church, picked her up because it was really cold. Stuff was still shut down. Um, We went through a drive-thru at a fast food place, (laughs) got a snack, sat in the car for a little bit. And then I literally took her home because there there was nothing else to do. It gets really cold in the winter where I am. Stuff shut down and you don't want to sit in the car in the cold for too long, but it was just trying to keep some kind of connection there through at least the middle of winter anyway. That's a great idea. That's great. And it doesn't take much when you're developing a relationship with someone that just as long as I'll say consistency or regularity is there, I think that, and I'll say the dependability that someone can have on the other is part of the relationship. It doesn't mean that it has to be fancy and expensive. No, um, Cray discourages fancy and expensive. One thing that is made clear to both sides when you meet They do not encourage you in any way to spend a lot of money, no matter who you're mentoring, because they don't want it to become an all about me, me, me. I want this. I want that every time you get together. But we talk about grades because there was some challenges with grades in the last school year, but they have come up and, you know, so we've talked about grades and the importance of, you know, not maybe having to repeat a grade or go to summer school. That's encouraging. And then obviously you give a lot. As a volunteer, you are giving to another person in a deep way. You're also giving to multiple people, I'll say in a lighter way, through, quote, done in a day type activities. You're giving a lot, but I've heard a lot of people say that you get more than you give when you volunteer. Have you found that to be true? What have you found you have gotten in return? When we take our eyes off ourselves and put it on someone else, there is, and in, and in a way it sounds kind of selfish, but there is a, a sense of satisfaction, if you will, in being able or knowing that, that you've helped somebody. And even if it's a small way, it can be anything from a smile or an encouraging word to a big project, taking them groceries, taking them whatever it may be. And what does that do for you when you get the feeling that you have helped someone? I just really want to do what God wants me to do in the best way I can do it. It's not about me. I mean, we all get kind of focused on ourselves at times, but I have to keep in mind that this is not about me. This is about doing what God wants me to do, be the hands and feet of Jesus in whatever way he's called me to do that I can do. In a very non-selfish way, does that Yeah, people that know me know that I do not toot my own horn. I do not like being the center of attention. I don't. Some people want to be up on stage, want their name in lights. No, not me. Uh Uh-uh. No. I appreciate you're going out of your comfort zone to be celebrated as a volunteer. So could you share a couple of stories with us 
about your volunteerism. I know you've already shared examples of what you've done, but next, will you share an example of maybe when you saw your volunteer efforts pay off or you had planted a seed and you saw it grow? Sometimes you don't see the seeds planted, but there's a church that, well, there's a program that runs near me and it's called Foster, something about backpacks for foster kids. I don't remember the exact name of it, but people can buy a backpack and they can go to the website and they can buy stuff for a teenager, a child like in between or a very young child. Because sometimes when kids have to be removed, sometimes they're taken straight from school. They never get a chance to go home and get stuff. And, you know, you hear and you see about foster kids literally going somewhere with stuff in garbage bags. That's actually true. I've seen it happen. So in the backpack, depending on the age, there could be two sets of PJs, winter and summer, depending on where you live. For a younger child, it might be a stuffed animal. It could be a book. I mean, and like personal hygiene, if you will, a toothbrush, a brush, a comb, socks, stuff that most of us would take for granted. But that way, if they have to just pick up and go... They can, they have the backpack, they can put their stuff in it and go. They have, you know, at least some basics that are theirs. My friend and I have um, gone shopping and filled backpacks and we've done backpacks with school supplies for a local organization in the fall. Those are great. And those were through different organizations as well. Yes. So have you always volunteered, you think? I'll say in some form or fashion? For a very long time, yes. Why? I was probably in my mid twenties. I was walking through the mall one day on a weekend and I saw this big Christmas tree and I had no idea what it was. And so I asked the lady and she said, well, that's names for foster kids that don't have anyone to buy them presents. And I just, that made me so sad that someone might not be able to afford to buy presents for their own kids, or maybe their kids didn't have anyone. And I guess ever since (laughs) I've been volunteering pretty much regularly in one way or another or multiple ways sometimes. That's great. And then do you find that you generally volunteer individually or are there times that you volunteer with others, with groups? There's been a few times with groups, like with the Lions. I mean, it's not about one person. It's a group of people doing various things to help the blind people, which is what they focus on. Meaning the Lions Club? Yes. You tend to give in different ways. This is what I see, Ladon, is that you're giving to people through your life and, and I'll say under the radar. Plus, you are giving back in ways that impact people and their businesses. Can you speak a little bit more to that and not just what you're doing, but why you see volunteering as being important? I am a member of a Christian business networking group. And we believe that we are called as Christian business owners. Yes, we are business people, but we also believe that we are called to help our communities in whatever way we are called to do that. And that may still be evolving. I mean, at Christmas time in the fall, there's always, we we have donated blankets. We have collected to help collect toys for kids at Christmas time. We do various things throughout the year. There's a lot of need in this world and it never seems to The need never seems to go down. It just seems to keep going up. As my church says, one of the things in their purpose is one of the last things. They have four things that they say, but the last thing is make an impact. And that's what we're trying to do in our community is make an impact in some way, or it might be various areas. I like that. This is something that you wrote in your form. You said organizations and business can do much better by working together. So if you could speak a little bit to that. 
There's a lot of nonprofits out there and that's great. And, and I meet people on a regular basis that want to start one for this need or that need, but there does seem to be sometimes a fair amount of overlap in several groups doing the same mission. And maybe if they collaborated more and they, and they always say, we need support, we need donations, we need funding, we need, maybe if there was more collaboration with the business community, some of that could work better together more smoothly. It's a great idea. And it's not just nonprofits partnering with each other, it's nonprofits partnering with businesses is what I'm hearing. Yes, because a lot of big companies will do sponsorships and they get, I don't know, they get their name on a banner, they get advertising, whatever it may be. But sometimes maybe they forget to reach out to their local businesses that may not know they exist if they don't. Some people, hey, I never heard of you until I saw your name somewhere. What do you do? Or I saw your name online, but when I look for you, your phone number doesn't work or you don't have a website or, but one thing nonprofits always seem to need, no matter what kind of nonprofit they are, is funding. Right. One thing that I think is interesting that you're saying is that it is extremely helpful for the nonprofit with funding when a company sponsors it. But frankly, it seems to open doors for both parties, not just money, but with awareness of the other. And I think that a lot of companies don't realize that they can just be involved with nonprofits and create awareness. They don't have to give bukus of money. Just being involved is frankly half the battle. Nonprofits are usually looking for two things, volunteers and sponsors, people that donate, funding, whatever it is. But sometimes nonprofits are not always open to new ways of doing things. They tend to be antiquated in some of the things that they do. And we live in a changed world. Ever since 9-11, some of the stuff that used to work doesn't work so well anymore, especially in the last year and a half. Maybe being a little bit more open to new ideas could help alleviate. I have literally applied to different organizations that said, we need volunteers. You never hear back or the process is so complicated, people don't want to go through it. It takes three months to, I don't know, get approved or whatever you have to be. And people are like, you know what? I submitted an application. I never heard back. I don't have time to do this multiple times. So maybe there could be better follow through, better communication. I hear you. And I must say, I've been on both sides of that. I have done the very same thing and offered my services to, I'll say, one specific nonprofit for about three years, and I never heard back. And I just got frustrated, and I said, you know, I just can't. So anyway, from the nonprofit side of things, it is amazing the difference one person can make as a volunteer. Frankly, like I I know that today is all about speed, right? I mean, the quicker you respond, the better. And to be honest, sometimes I don't see the email or sometimes I don't get the automated notice saying that someone has offered their services. So I think it's a frustrating thing all around. But yeah, it's incredible the impact that one person can have and however they can make that difference is what matters. So if that person can pick up the phone or if that person can send an email or reach out in some way, stop by the office. Everybody can't do everything, but everybody can do something. Absolutely. And it's a matter of also just finding your niche. You know, what do you like to do? What do you want to do as a volunteer? Where, like, do you have talents that you maybe used to play with and you haven't tried it in 20, 30 years? Well, maybe now. If you volunteer, you might develop new interests, new skills. Sometimes people find jobs by 
they're volunteering somewhere and they meet somebody else and, you know, they network, they become friends, whatever it may be. If somebody likes animals, you know, humane societies or shelters are almost always looking for volunteers. There's after school programs, there's community centers. I mean, almost, or you can go online and you can search by zip code or whatever in your local area to find out what's available if you're looking to volunteer. I love it. So in your volunteering in different ways in different places and over your entire adulthood, what are some things you have learned about yourself over the course of time through your volunteering? I have interests I didn't know I had. I can help in ways I never would have thought I could because just because something is small to the average person, to someone else, that might be a really big deal. You can sponsor a child in another country to go to school for medical care for, I don't know, 20 bucks a month, 50, whatever it is. For us, that's that's going out to eat with a family, you know, and to just know that that person or that child's going to have a better life for that small amount a month. It's like, wow especially when you get a letter from the organization or that child directly. And will you tell me more about these areas of interest or things you can do that you didn't realize? Until I saw that, that tree that day, I didn't know such things existed. And maybe before then they didn't. I don't know. Or I just didn't pay attention. I didn't know that I had a heart for helping kids, even if it's with a Christmas gift. You do because of not just that, but you were also talking about Samaritan's Purse. Well, my mother and grandmother did that for years. So, and it's just kind of something I've carried on. But to know that, you know, that might be the only possession some of those child in war-torn countries or something have is whatever's in that box. That might be the only things they have. Just know that you might make a little difference for, I don't know, 15, 20 bucks. It comes back to the, I don't know, the deep satisfaction, the deep fulfillment. And and it gives you a sense of peace. You know, I, I really am getting a small piece of what God really wants me to do. And kind of what God did for me. That's beautiful. That's being God's hands and feet. I can't do everything. I can do something, whatever that looks like. And yeah, it has changed at times. It has changed over years. Yes. Right. It doesn't have to look the same every day for your entire life. It can be different. It can change. Everybody knows from August on, they want back to school supplies. Then you start getting into, hey, donate for holidays. Hey, we're, you know, so that time of year, it's big. But people tend to forget that there's need the rest of the year. For sure. As we draw this to a close, are there any other messages or thoughts that you would like to be sure to share with the listeners today? Maybe you try an organization and and it's not a good fit for you. Try something else. Research out and see where there might be a need with something you're interested in or someone you're interested in. Maybe you like to help older people. I'm sure your local nursing home would love to have someone come and read to some of their residents or play games with them or or whatever it may be. Or just talk. Yeah, that's true. And you know, some of the ladies there get very happy when someone just wants to sit and paint their nails. I hadn't thought about that. There is a way that just about every person, even kids can give back. Do what works for you in the best way that you can do it. Pray about it if you don't know what to do. Right. And it's a matter of keeping your eyes open. Because especially if you ask for it, answers will come. It's a matter of keeping your eyes and ears open to opportunities to help people. Some places collect coats and hats where it gets cold in the winter. Sometimes they collect backpacks and they fill them with stuff and hand them out at homeless shelters. You don't have to be actually out. You can just help fill the backpacks. You can buy stuff and just donate it if that's what you want to do. I mean, we can all send a check and that's fine because they need the money. But sometimes being more personal is also a good thing. 
Absolutely. And to me, it's like a puzzle. They're all kinds of pieces and it's a matter of putting the pieces together that make the best sense and then have the best impact. And money has something to do with it. Donations have something to do with it. Time has something to do with it. We all have a piece of the puzzle. It's just a matter of figuring out what pieces work for you at this point in your life. It doesn't have to be a big time commitment. It could be an hour, an hour a week, an hour a month, or maybe you have, maybe you're retired and you're looking for stuff to do. I'm sure there's all kinds of things you could do to volunteer. Right. It's a matter of just being open. I can't thank you enough for spending your time and energy with us today and letting us celebrate you and your volunteerism. It certainly comes from the heart and from a place of love and caring for others. And we appreciate your just being a light in the world and letting us celebrate you and talk about you and having, you know, the positiveness to talk about today. Great to be here. Thank you. Doing Good is a 501c3 nonprofit and is run 100% by volunteers. So yes, we are volunteers highlighting volunteers to celebrate those who do good. Thank you for listening to the Doing Good podcast.